Hi there. Um, I'm back in your living room or in your workplace uh, with a Facebook Live. I'm doing this as always from my house in, um, in LA, which is just roasting. It is very sunny. I have all the curtains closed. I have fans going. It's kind of crazy. Um, and I thought I'd just check in and um, uh, talk a little bit about some things that I'm currently working on, reading about at the moment. Um, I was actually going to write a blog post and then I thought I would do a Facebook Live. So I'm kind of worried that this is going to take over my blogging. I, uh, I know blogging is kind of dead, but I've been sticking at it for many years. But maybe Facebook Live is, is the new type of blog. So I thought I would, oh hi there, who's that? Uh, Christy, how's it going? Um, you're one of the first to join me. Um, I thought I'd uh, reflect a little bit on the idea of miracles because um, it's an interesting topic. Obviously it has certain religious connotations. Um, now there's two ways that I can think about this, um, the idea of miracles, and I'm going to not do one, I'm going to do the second one, but um, there's, there's a really fascinating argument um, by a French philosopher, Quentin Messu, um, who's this kind of atheist thinker who affirms miracles and the idea that they disprove the existence of God. I think it's a very interesting kind of argument. We're not going to talk about that um, directly. Um, what I want to do is reflect a little bit on Paul Tillich's notion of miracles, uh, which do, does connect a little bit with Quentin Messu's understanding as well, because, uh, but Anyway, I, I do want to kind of get into that, <laughs> unless uh, you really want me to. Um, but yeah, for Tillich, um, he says, okay, there's, when we're, we're thinking about this subject matter, how do we avoid crazy superstition? How do we um, avoid kind of, kind of irrational ideas? Are miracles simply something we have to do away with? Is, are miracles an idea that, um, uh, have, have no real place in um, kind of intellectual life. Now Tillich wants to say no, 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 miracles um, happen and we can understand them in a very kind of reasonable way. And he, he says this, he says, okay, what, what is a, a miracle? He says a miracle has an objective side and a subjective side, first of all. He says, the, and, oh, and you can't have just one or the other, there's, there's these two elements. The first is the objective. The objective side is something happens in space and time. Something happens in our lives. Something that is rare, that is shocking, that catches us. That something happens, whether it's a thunderstorm or a, or a person walks into our life or something that we can't explain occurs. And that's the objective side. So miracles refer to things that happen in the world. The subjective side is that we are shocked, uh, caught off guard, surprised, stunned, in awe of what's happened. So miracles for Tillich can't be something that you treat like a scientist objectively and look at. A miracle in the deep sense combines something that happens in your life that destabilizes you, shocks you, surprises you, makes you go wow. So say you might see someone um, who looks like somebody else and just as you're looking at them going, my goodness, they just look like this other person. 
they start to sing a song that that other person loves, you know, and it goes like, whoa, what happened there? Or that, then later on that person phones you. Or you're, you're driving through somewhere, your car breaks down, um, and you happen to, the person who stops to help you is someone who you haven't seen for 20 years and you've been thinking about. Miracles kind of happen. I remember in my own life meeting somebody in uh, this little tiny town in Canada and I hadn't seen him for 15 years. He disappeared completely. And in this strange circumstance, uh, I'd just been talking about this guy pre, you know, days before, I meet him in the middle of nowhere. So this was like a, a shocking and disturbing kind of thing, like my goodness. So these two elements happen, and then there's a third element. The third element, uh, till it calls a sign. And he means a sign of something that is not exhausted in the finite world. In other words, this event um, signals something that um, speaks of a different world, a different possibility, a different reality. Um, it speaks of a justice, a mercy, a forgiveness, a reign, and a, a, something that is not yet. Now, in biblical terms, it used to be called the kingdom of God. You could call it the republic of God, or you could call it the new eon, the new epoch, whatever you want to call it. But in religious terms, it's this idea that, that something happens that shocks you and that says a better world is possible, a different world than the world that you're in. But personal miracles are kind of similar as well. They break into your life and they tell you that there are different new possibilities, that your life doesn't have to be the way it's always been, that you think that everything's just going to like tick along as usual and you're stuck in your dreary life and nothing's going to change and you've resolved yourself to that. And then a miraculous event happens. Something in history happens that shocks you and that gives you a sign that there are new possibilities, that a different world is possible, a different type of life is possible. Now, of course, when you hear this definition of miracle, it's not something that is in the realm of atheism or theism or any of those debates. This, this definition of miracle doesn't touch on those things. It doesn't say anything for them or against them. Um, Tillich is trying to understand what at a deep level, you know, this understanding of miracle is as a theologian and as a biblical scholar, what does this phrase mean? And he says that they has to have all three of those elements and that's it. So you can believe in something above, you might not, et cetera, et cetera, but still miracles happen as in objective events that are rare, occur in your life that shock you and destabilize you and that offer you a sign that there is a new possibility a new epoch a new creation a new being a new way to a new way to live as possible uh, so that's quite a nice way to think about miracles um, and uh, for some of us I think it allows us to really claim that term um, and know that it's meaningful because I know myself and other people who, who have experienced kind of miracles in their lives and, and don't necessarily try to explain them in any kind of metaphysical way, don't try to necessarily put any other meaning onto it. They might or they might not, but they simply say, whoa, something, things have occasionally happened in my life that have thrown me onto a new course and that have signaled to me that new possibilities are, 
might happen that another reality for me or for my friends or for my community uh, for my country um, are possible so a political leader can be seen as a miracle sometimes or a, um, a religious figure uh, Martin Luther King could be seen as a miracle um, uh, people that we love can, ha can arrive in our lives as miracles um, uh, our children uh, a book a thunderstorm I mean there's no limits to what to what can be a miracle but they probably by definition don't happen in our lives very often um, we almost sometimes just call them moments of you know even conversion or transformation moments of uh, turning our lives in a new direction so I see some people are writing stuff I'll just see if uh, you know read out some comments some thoughts yeah, no air conditioning, I know, uh, Nicholas. Um, I've got air conditioning in my bedroom. It's the one room in the house <laughs> where there's air conditioning. Uh, and, uh, but it's so loud and it like rattles like crazy. So um, I can only turn it on when it gets ridiculously hot. Um, let's see. Oh, Joe had his first gin and tonic uh, on Father's Day due to my influence. That's good. Making alcoholics out of people. That's, that's why I'm here. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I hope it was a good gin. Um, the reason why I like gin and tonics more now is that so many good ones are coming out. Uh, oh, there's Nelson from New York. Miss you, Pete. I miss you, man. He's one of the guys who was at uh, part of Icon New York City. Uh, let's see. Moving, moving, moving. Um, haha, that's very nice, Joe. My modesty stops me from reading that out, and it's not true at all. Um, although he was a Belfast man. Um, so, ah yes, a charity. Uh, so a miracle can be a negative experience too. Funny enough, I was thinking exactly the same thing when I was talking there. Um, in a sense, yes, yeah. Uh, I think that Tillich would say for a start, because he's one, he's kind of been influencing my thought recently. I've been reading him a lot because of the Omega course. Um, he would probably want to say, yeah, uh, miracles can be profoundly destructive. They can be demonic, he would call them. Um, that there's a riskiness to miracles. Um, and sometimes there's a riskiness because what they prophesy doesn't come to pass, maybe, you could say, or something happens that destabilizes you and is a sign. I'm trying to think of if, because Tillich says that they're always a sign of the, the infinite. They're always a sign of that which is not caught up in the finite world. I wonder if that means by definition they always have um, you know, like a negative miracle would be, I'm going to win the lottery, right? I'm going to win $10 million. I believe that. I, I have this vision. I picked up a lottery ticket on the, on the ground and that was very rare. And hey, the numbers hit, right? And I won, you know, the lottery. That would probably be a negative for Tillich because the sign is finite money, a certain amount of money. That's a finite material thing. So that could be an example, I think, for Tillich of a, of a, of a type of miracle that is not, no, no, that would be, that's not a miracle. That's a crazy occurrence, but that's not a miracle because it reflects on something finite and not the infinite. So I think probably the worst thing about miracles in Tillich's sense, and, and I'm very influenced by this, so maybe in my sense, <laughs> is, that, is that sometimes you can have these miracles that don't seem to come to pass. And I've experienced that in my life, certain kind of feelings that, um, for new possibilities that maybe just kind of didn't happen um, or didn't happen the way I expected. So uh, yeah, Charity, I think that's a good question to ask.
you know, if, if you take this idea of this, the objective, subjective side of a miracle that has a sign connected to the infinite, um, whether that's that's always a, a good thing. In the words of John Caputo, he would probably say, there's always a risk in every miracle. Um, there's no way to shore yourself up against the risk. Um, one has to simply kind of risk it, have the courage uh, to risk it. Uh, there's James. For me, every moment of life is miraculous and infused with the divine. And yet sometimes the divine breaks into the moment in such a profound way that protests against the present, that protests against the presence and declares the future before it comes into being. You know, that's very close to what Tillich's saying. Like, I mean, he would want to say, like yourself and like um, Aquinas, like a sense in which the, the, the universe can be seen as itself an awe-inspiring, very unlikely event. I mean, philosophically speaking, the idea that there's life and stuff is, is, seems like, wow, pretty, uh, pretty unique. So it, so, it, so it has the objective side of a miracle. And also, if, if we're inspired by it, if we go out and experience the wonder of, of existence, there's a subjective side of it. And then if this existence points towards something that is not exhausted in the finite world and um, by that i don't necessarily mean um, uh, god it can include god but it can also mean love it can mean anything that just you cannot reduce to the material realm um, then it, it this type of miracle so yeah so i think Tillich would want to like aquinas really affirm what you're saying there as well as your second point which is that actually uh, what the term miracle means in the biblical text more often is this an event that happens within um, that foretells of new a new future a new possibility you know it calls like a new Jerusalem a new kingdom a new whatever but we can put it in so many different uh, words so that's cool um, Barbie what are you saying the fact that you're regularly on Facebook live creating this space for thinking discussion is a miracle haha <laughs> thank you listen I have to do this more often because you guys make me feel good um, about myself I appreciate that um, okay James let's see the issue of miracles where it gets messy yeah it's gonna get messy I'm sure <laughs> is in the personal miracle side when it comes to who or what causes this or allows this Roland says we can understand and accept miracles Without these metaphysical musings, there's another way. Okay, so that's more of a comment. That's a cool comment. I like it. I like it. Thank you. Um, does sign not unfair that some supernatural agent is signaling by causing that rare event? You know, so the book that I've been reading is called Ultimate Concern. And it's discussions between Tillich and students in actually in California happened, I think, in the 60s. Um, it's a really interesting book. It's quite funny because every now and again he loses his temper or, uh, you know, there's all you can you can tell these tensions in the book as you read. It's quite funny. But, you know, this is one of the questions that is asked to him in, in, in various ways. But, you know, in terms of miracles as well, like, the, is there, you know, is there something specific? Um, now, Tillich wants to say, um, he wants to say that as soon as we say that there is something that is doing the signaling or is doing the miracle, he wants to say, well, we're reducing God to a being and not to the, his understanding of God as that which grinds all being. So God is a thing, and he ultimately says like Zeus or Hermes or Athena. God is a being who intervenes in the world. And um, so he... 
but he does see it as a sign that connects with and comes from God as the ground of being. He would probably say that. I want to say something slightly different. I want to include that. But what I want to say is when, when we talk about a sign of something that is not exhausted in the finite world, what I mean by that can include the mystical in the traditional sense, but it can also include simply people who um, believe that that the you know a pure materialist believe that the material is what is, but the material gives rise to what are called events. Material gives rise to ideas that like justice and freedom and democracy that can't be reduced to something material. These are these these in one sense transcend the world. They transcend us, but they don't want to like connect any supernatural meaning onto them. Um, as an aside. When I started Icon, I was reading two philosophers closely. One was Derrida and one was Jean-Luc Marion. Jean-Luc Marion was a Catholic mystic philosopher, brilliant student of Derrida's, very, very good philosopher, and then Derrida. Derrida was kind of like a Jewish atheist and, and Marion was a Catholic uh, mystic theist. And I, I felt in a strange way that, you know, Derrida was talking about the transcendent that arises from the material world but didn't necessarily connect it with the supernatural. And Marion was doing something similar, but was connecting this with a transcendent. And I felt they both cashed out in pretty much the same place. <laughs> so that's why Icon was able to, I think, create a space that, that problematized the usual distinctions we have between theism and atheism, etc. So what I'm trying to say, I'm sorry I get so caught up in this, is, but is that, that the way I understand sign is, is just an event occurs that says that the raw, boring, material repetition of existence as it is um, it can be broken open to new political, cultural and religious opportunities, new possibilities that we could not imagine. And I think I've talked about that in previous uh, Facebook Live events. When with Caputo, if you watch the Caputo one, we talk about the possible and the impossible. So um, have a look at that. Uh, sorry for waffling. Um, let's see. I discovered you through Rob Bell. Really like your perspective on depression and happiness. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that that's part of my worry about when I get too theoretical. It's like I I don't want to get too far away from from connecting this stuff to real life, to how to live well, how to um, make peace with our kind of depression or our anxiety or the things that we that we have we have to work with and how to, to basically rob those things of their sting so even this idea of miracle connects with depression a little bit because if for example someone's depressed often they don't desire anything at all it's like they don't want to get out of bed they don't really want to eat they just eat for fuel you just get up because you have to desire isn't really functioning and, and often the world is like this gray place of repetition of the same. You get up, you do the same thing, you go to bed. You get up, you do the same thing, you go to bed. And very little is happening. What I love about this idea of miracle is it, it kind of says that, you know what, there are occasions in our lives when something breaks into that dull gray world and, and says things can be different. And they catch us off guard and they frighten us and they inspire us and they get our hearts beating again 
Um, and, and often, if we lean into those miracles, into those moments in our lives, um, they, can, they can bring us into new life. So yeah, so I, I find there's something very, hopefully very positive about this notion of miracle, something pragmatically useful. Um, okay, uh, I, you know, that's 20 minutes. My goodness, time flies, eh? Um, thank you for checking in on this. Um, I really appreciate it. I'm gonna try and, you know, next couple of days do the same thing. Um, if also, I'm going to be in Minnesota in a few weeks, uh, visiting my friend Jay Baker, and we're going to do an event, or I'm going to do an event, hopefully he'll pop along as well. Um, so if you'd like to see me there, go on to my Facebook page, find out more. Um, but I'm, I'm traveling about a bit, actually, I'm going to be in Detroit soon. Um, I'm, uh, oh, I'm doing an event in LA at the end of the month with Kester Broom. So, you know, check on my Facebook page, see where I am, come and say hi, but as I say, I'm going to keep doing these. Um, hopefully, um, you get something out of it. And uh, I wish you were here. Uh, well, you wouldn't want to be here. It's so hot. But you know, we could be talking in person. Sadly, we can't do that. But um, uh, maybe if uh, if I'm in a town near you, we will meet in person. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you later. Bye.